so often as homeschool moms, we get so focused on getting our kids the skills they need to succeed because, hey, it's important. They need the math. They need the reading. They need the writing. They need to be able to spell. But we also need to focus sometimes on the fun things. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 50 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. So yes, we are talking today all about the fun things, all about enrichment, and not just because they're fun, though that's a very important reason to talk about them, but also because of all of the other benefits they have. And our guest today is Rachel Fig from the Hands-On Homeschool, and she has some really great benefits. She has some smart things why these enrichment subjects are so important in our homeschool. So uh, we're going to dive off into that interview in just a minute. Now, I want to encourage you, if you are looking for a way to add a little bit of delight to your homeschool day, you can come to our website and download your free month of morning time plan. So these are four weeks of morning time plans to help you bring just a little bit of delight to your day with some music, some poetry, some art, and all of those wonderful subjects. So do come and check those out. PamBarnhill.com forward slash month. And now on with the interview. Rachel Fig is a lifelong educator with a degree in music education. She's a homeschool mom who is passionate about providing the best education possible to every student. Rachel founded the Hands-On Homeschool to provide a virtual enrichment program for homeschool families. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it is great to have you on here. And I just want to jump right into the topic of the day because we only have 10 minutes. But why do you think enrichment is so important for children? And what do you mean by enrichment? Enrichment is anything outside of those core subject areas. So oftentimes as homeschoolers, we as homeschool parents, we are super passionate about getting in math and language arts. Like that is like the thing we have to really include. Um, If we get those in, we feel good about ourselves. But if we only did that and even history and science, and maybe you've done this, uh, maybe you just try to do only those subjects and it just feels like a struggle. And yeah. maybe you've cut out the enrichments, you know, maybe to to get everything in and then it's a struggle and it's a struggle because there's no like life. There's no, you know, the enrichment subjects bring in life and they bring in that relaxed learning that means something to your kids. And so I'm talking about everything from music and art. Those are the ones most people think of when they think of enrichment, but also foreign languages, physical education, STEM, even poetry, tea time, those are, that's an extension of language arts. You know, things like that are the subjects that really bring life into your homeschool, bring that delight, uh, and teach way more than we even realize. Okay. I'm going to pull at that thread a little bit. What are some of the things that enrichment subjects teach that we don't even think about? It's really those higher order thinking skills. So when you're doing the enrichment subjects and you're, you are applying knowledge that they've maybe learned in the core subject areas. So we're hitting it at a different level, a different place in the brain. We're bringing in 
that application piece or we're analyzing, um, evaluating, or creating something new, which strengthens the learning in that subject area, in that field. So if we're doing this in music, we are, you know, applying the music and we're creating new music, but we're also, without even really realizing it, uh, strengthening skills and concepts and knowledge that they've learned in their core classes. So maybe that's math and fractions and um, even reading. And there's so much that goes into it that it's just a whole web of learning that happen that's happening in the brain. Oh, I love that. I love that. And yeah, you know, this is a this is actually why I started doing morning baskets years ago was because I felt like I was just checking the boxes of the subjects we had to do and there was never any time for those mm-hmm. enrichment subjects. And so bringing those in really breathed a new life into my homeschool mm-hmm. and made us happier people. Sure. Yeah, for sure. It's it's funny how sometimes doing a little bit more of the things that that matter and bring delight helps everything go more smoothly and helps those uh, those core things even easier. Um, I had a friend who explained it like an accordion. So the hard stuff you do the hard stuff and then you do the easy stuff. So it's like the in and the out. And it is really a great way of thinking about planning your homeschool day um, at, at like an accordion. You know, it's like you do the hard things and then you do the easy things and you do the hard things. And it gives that pattern that your kids come to rely on um, and expect. And it helps them move throughout the day a lot easier. Yeah. And what a great break for their brain as well. When you think about it, um, I know transitions are such a hard thing for homeschool moms. And they're like, oh, you know, like if I give my kids a break, they run off and I don't get them back. I wish I could just power through my school day, but then I feel like I'm kind of oppressing them and crushing them. And maybe by alternating some of that uh, hard stuff with easy stuff, some of the skill subjects with the enrichment subjects, you could get the same kind of thing without actually having to deal with all of those transitions in and out of breaks. Yeah, it's a break without taking a break. Um, You're using the other side of the brain often. You know, you Mm -hmm. are on the analytical side of the brain and then you're switching more to the creative side of the brain. So you're still using, uh, you're still learning, you're still doing school, but you're giving your kids that break. Um, And there's also that balance of performance that they're doing in their, their core subjects and just doing, just participating, just that relaxed, low-pressure learning that they get with the enrichments. So that's another way of giving them a break without really giving, without really taking a hard break. And then you lose them for the day because we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are some of the hurdles that moms might have uh, to overcome to provide enrichment for their children? So like, what are what are some of the struggles? Um, having things ready to go. I know that was a huge struggle for me. Um, I would, you know, be searching on Pinterest or searching for things. Um, oh, and coming up, like teaching myself, because like I'm not an artist, so I'm not an art teacher. I could do this for music, being a music teacher, but not for art. And so I would learn the skill from that art lesson. And then I would try to pull all the materials together. And then I would try to pull everything, my kids in one place. And by the time I did that, I completely lost them. And, you know, so that was a struggle was having, having a plan and being able to actually execute that plan. Okay. So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I totally agree. Like, that's that's pretty much what I figured you were going to say. It's like, I'm not an artist. How can I teach these kids art? Right. Um, so I totally get that. So I think what we tend to do as homeschoolers then is feel like, you know, we now we've got to go out and we've got to find that art teacher. We've got to um, pack up the kids and go to music lessons or something like that. And um, you made the hands-on homeschool to show that there was another way. So tell us about this idea of virtual enrichment for homeschool families. Yeah, the idea was, you know, exactly what you said. We either go between you know, just trying to find things to do ourselves and then struggle because we don't know how to teach it or running all over town to get expert teachers. And so my idea was to bring it all into one place. So I went out and found the expert teachers and brought them in and had them create virtual lessons. Step for art example, for example, step-by-step art projects that teach the elements of art and teach art and teach your kids and walk them through a project and then loading it onto a platform where that you can access at any time. So we're taking all of that struggle of finding things and just putting it there for you to click on and go. So that was the idea behind that. I love that. And, you know, it's so interesting because I think the the trend right now in these classes for homeschoolers online is a lot of times they're live classes. Like we're going to have this live class, but you've really structured your program a little bit differently in that there's a, you don't just jump into any old live class. There's actually this kind of set pattern that you follow, right? Right. Yeah. We want kids to start at the beginning and to start with those basic skills. And then as they go throughout the program, we're currently building our third year. So once they get to that point, we are able to do more advanced things because we've taken them on this path of learning from beginner to, you know, building and building and building to where they have the skills to do um, to do more now that they've been in the program for a while. Yeah, that's really unique in what's out there these days. Um, and so these are uh, videos that families can hit play on at any time. About how long do they tend to be? About 20 to 30 minutes is about the time that it takes. Um, so it's, again, it's something to, that you can put into your day um, kind of on a loop that you can, you know, do one a day or however it works best. Um, and that was really important when we were creating it as well, just to make sure that it worked for different families. Like you were saying with the live classes, my my kids can't do live classes often because um, just different things would come up every time yeah, <laughs> we would yeah. try to do that. And I have four kids. So, you know, inevitably one kid would would be struggling. So that was the idea behind the pre-recorded, edited, you know, and uploaded just ready to go. Yeah. And I tell you a lot of times, uh, you know, we we have our membership and we do live classes in there. And especially with the art classes, the kids are constantly saying, slow down, slow down. It's like, I'm sorry, we can't slow down. You'll have to watch the recording and pause Mm -hmm. it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you have that already built into your program. They can just pause the recording at any time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And And our art teacher even says, okay, pause it here. And then, you know, pick back up when you're ready. So Um, it is, it is nice to have that option. I love it. Okay, so I know one question that everybody's going to have is what ages is this good for? So our main program is for all kids to do together in the family. It's set up for kindergarten through eighth grade for our primary um, program, and it's adaptable. So your little ones might not be able to do it perfectly, but they're going to grow into it. 
and your older kids have extension that they can do along with it. So it's flexible, but it is made for your all of your primary kids to do together. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I just encourage everybody to go check out Hands-On Homeschool. Rachel, tell us where they can find you. Sure. You can go to thehandsonhomeschool.com and um, you can try some sample classes and um, find out more about our program there. Awesome. I love it. And yeah, so many great tips there for alternating those different, uh, the, the the different intensity, the different parts of the brain you're using and bringing in that enrichment for enjoyment and the higher, higher order thinking. So thanks so much, Rachel, for coming on and, and talking to us about it. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And there you have it. Now, if you would like more resources, we have a companion blog post that goes along with this episode of the podcast. You can find that at pambarnhill.com forward slash TMBH50. And we also have a link to the hands-on homeschool for you over there as well. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I know that there are a number of different homeschooling podcast options available out there, and we really appreciate that you take the time to listen to us. We'll be back again next week. Until then, keep on homeschooling.